As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Brav Bros. We are here with Carl Radke from Summerhouse, an original Brav Bro himself has joined us. Carl, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you for the introduction. It's great to yeah. be here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, I just wanted to kick it off. I wanted to get right into it. This whole interview came about. You commented on one of our clips on Twitter about the state of Summerhouse, how we feel the entertainment value is going and I wanted to give you and shooter the chance to kind of iron some shit out, like kind of get to the <laughs> bottom of it so we can move on. No hard feelings. So when you saw the video, what was your initial response? I mean, I was obviously I love when the, you know, the bra, the Bravo bros, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I love, you know, having more male energy uh, interact on, you know, what we're doing on the show. Obviously Bravo is a very, woman dominated network and obviously the audience typically tends to be more women but i do enjoy you know the men who have their opinions and commentary and obviously it all i think the more people talk about summer house the better uh every once in a while i will troll through twitter just to kind of keep an eye on things and some some things are unavoidable um and i just i saw your clip and i was like you know like i'd love just to, to try and chat with these guys and offer some different perspective i mean trust me what was said isn't, you know, nothing that crazy or earth shattering. I've been called and said a lot more crazy things, trust me. And I, I don't reach out to those people, but you guys seem like you're good dudes. And I appreciate the response to, you know, be able to, to shed some light. And trust me, I totally agree with you on, on some aspects. You know, the show is certainly, you know, listen, after seven seasons, you know, you're always going to have, I think, some change and some, you know, challenges over those seasons. But we're only six episodes in. There's a lot more That's to go true. this season. So I, I do think that the audience hopefully will see some some of their uh, requests uh, answered. But no, I mean, you know, Shooter, obviously, I love when people have, um, you know, opinions and takes on the show. It was all in good fun, I think. And I, you can tell you actually really care about the program and, and really want what's best for, for Bravo. So and we do too. And I've always wanted to make the best show possible. And um so you know obviously i i saw it i was like you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna comment back and see if these guys actually you know give me the opportunity so i don't always this is one of the first times i've actually like commented on something and you know offered to, to be able to come on so i do appreciate the chance to to clear the air but listen i know it is a little it is a little different watching people in relationships i think one challenge we we've had on this show it there's a few people that always bring a lot to the show and bring a lot of storyline. And, you know, whether it's Lindsay, Carl, Kyle, or Amanda, I mean, the four of us pretty much from the beginning have always been bringing it on the show. So it, it's hard because this season is a lot of focus on Lindsay and I, obviously. And, but the crazy part is I have videos of us staying up late and partying and the night you're referencing, we were up till two in the morning in the kitchen, dancing and going crazy. Now. Yeah. I don't drink, but there was, I feel like, an effort to not show some of that just to kind of continue down the line of Carl and Lindsay are in this honeymoon love bubble. Um, yeah, and we have, like, we definitely have thoughts on that, specifically when it comes to how production kind of pushes maybe what the agenda is for the season or kind of how they feel like the direction of the season's going. And we kind of want to get into your frustrations maybe with something like that because you see us 
idiots sitting there talking about how mad we are. And like, we love it. Like, love or um, Summerhouse, when I first started, Steele and I got into Bravo a couple of years ago. Summerhouse was the first show that I was like, I like this show. I couldn't get into the Housewives right away because it was just too much going on and too much screaming and yelling. Yeah, but then Summerhouse, exactly. <laughs> and then Summerhouse, I'm like, oh, these dudes are like hanging out and partying in the Hamptons. Like, I love that. I like to party. So it like made a lot of sense for me. And then I'm watching and I'm like, oh, man, I'm really like getting invested in these storylines and I hate how it's going. It's getting boring. And we want to get into all of that and everything kind of that goes across the board from this season to kind of like what you expect the show to get to eventually. But um, let's just try to catch up with like what you're up to now, because obviously we're watching stuff from, you know, almost a year ago now. Yeah. What are you got? What are you up to now? We know that you've left Loverboy. What are you doing for work? How's that going? How's your mental psyche? And how's your relationship with Lindsay going? Yeah, no, well, first, I mean, you can still see that I got the Loverboy stuff uh, up here on my, my, my shelf. I'm yep. so proud of everything I've, you know, done with the company. And I'm, I'm grateful for everything that Kyle and Amanda have done for me and, and all the other employees at Loverboy. I mean, it's been like a, a rocket ship to be a part of. And obviously, you know, Steele, your, your wife is down at the, uh, the uh, Philadelphia event. We've done a lot of different things in different cities throughout the U.S. And, you know, it's been an amazing ride working at Loverboy. I'm you know, so like I said, I've learned a ton. You know, the one thing that people don't really realize is I, I didn't have any alcohol industry experience other than drinking <laughs> before, you know, kind of offering to invest in, in Loverboy. And then Kyle and I talked and he thought maybe there's an opportunity where I could try and help sell. You know, I had to cut my teeth early on. Obviously, you know, Kyle mentioned some of my challenges, you know, this season. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm embarrassed and ashamed of some of my behavior from the past, but I really hope that Kyle, I mean, he understands, I think, that I really tried to repay them with hard work and dedication. Um, I brought a lot of value to the company. I traveled all over the place. I did a lot of relationship building and spent a lot of time, you know, trying to put Loverboy, you know, on the map. Um, it's now a nationwide brand. It's in every Whole Foods throughout the country. Uh, Kroger, one of the largest retailers, you know, has us on their shelves. So it's been an amazing, you know, journey and ride. But I think over the last year and again, what you're seeing at the beginning of this season is, you know, I just had some, some frustrations that I, I'm not proud of or happy of how I ultimately handled it. I think I could have probably broached some things a little bit better with Kyle, even before the summer started. You know, I don't think I realized that even just having some awkwardness on the weekends would make it just so much more amplified. Uh, and obviously you don't want to see two guys that have been best friends for the last seven years, partying and having a good time. I, officiated Kyle's wedding last season um was a big part of that and, and always have been very supportive of him so you know it's it's hard working with friends you know at the end of the day um I think the other part that I should <laughs> right there yeah you know um it's hard working with friends and that's no knock on Kyle or Amanda it's just it's it's hard and then oh by the way we film a tv show together oh by the way like you know we've had all this you know intermixing of lives and it's it's a lot but I will say the biggest aspect is you know not drinking and the the lifestyle changes that I've made it it just was keeping me up at night you know and yeah. like it's in Philadelphia when we we're at Sunset Social I mean it's un, it's the best ego stroke in the world you've got hundreds of people that are buying Loverboy that come up to you they're pumped to meet you they take pictures they love you know your stories they connect with you like that's an amazing feeling but I started questioning, like, is this really the best fit for me right now? Like, I'm in year two of not drinking and, you know, being at all these environments and parties and things and just finding myself kind of going, is this authentic to me right now? And it didn't feel yeah. super authentic. 
but at the same time, I, you know, appreciated the responsibility and what we were doing with the business. I, I loved working there, but I think it just ultimately was time for me to, to move on to some other things. So I ultimately did leave in December. Um, you know, this season you're seeing us kind of work through some stuff and Kyle and I get to a better place over these next few episodes, which I think will be good for the audience to see. And I certainly need it because you'll see, I, I do get engaged towards the end of the summer. And congratulations. Kind of all the the, thank you. And all the, like, the things that led up to that. And honestly, it was huge having Kyle there. And I'm not sure, you know, if you've had a, a close friend before your engagement, you kind of tell him what's going on. He gave me some confidence because he'd been down that road. And, um, you know, I, it was just huge to have Kyle be supportive of me, you know, about the engagement process and some of those things. But to answer your question, very long-winded, what I'm up to now. Uh, so I hired a business coach. He's also like a, a therapist. He's also sober. Um, he works with a lot of entrepreneurs and successful, like, you know, C-level executive people. He was really just someone I tapped to help me with this transition. You know, I think to say that I all, all of a sudden got another, you know, kind of full-time job lined up. I, I don't, I was ready to kind of take some time and some space to figure out what I'm doing next. I think ultimately what I'm going to do is lean into my sobriety and lean into my, you know, mental health and grief journey. Um, I've been approached about podcasts, about books. Uh, obviously that's like the obvious thing for, for reality TV people to do. And I, yeah. if I'm going to do something like that, I want it to be really unique and different, not just like yeah. a typical housewife having a, a podcast. Um, well, I think so, yeah, that you I mean, can speak from, you know, a place of, and kind of tie it into what you said about Kyle, like, yeah, it's really hard to watch you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, who have been so close, but on the flip side of that, like what we're watching was really real. And you can tell that you got like, we as viewers don't want to see you guys viewed simply because like, we love the relationship you guys have had for so long, but there's a level of realness to it that I think a lot of people can resonate with, especially people that are in business with their friends, because no, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And like, yeah, you're in this amazing company. That's a rocket ship, but there are some pitfalls that come with it. So I think that as viewers, a lot more people can relate to that than maybe you guys know. So I, I do appreciate the realness with it. And I guess my big question with the sobriety fact, I'm four and a half years sober. I'll be five years in August. So Congrats, thank man. you. Appreciate it. And I think that what you can offer in that space, you know, is a unique perspective because you've been in the summer house. You've been in a place that is really highlighted for the partying atmosphere. So for you to be able to speak on it, from that vantage point is something that a lot of people can't and a lot of people can't understand sort of what we go through on a day-to-day -day basis because it is difficult and I can't imagine being in that house I'm sure there's triggers left and right but I wanted to ask do you think that because another thing that people don't get is sobriety is a, a journey like you change year to year like what you're comfortable with year one might be very different than what you're comfortable with year two three four five so on and so forth so was it more so the sobriety factor and the lover boy, or was it also the strain between you and Kyle? Was that, what was the front runner of why you felt the need to move on from it? I would say just the sobriety aspect, you know, I want to, I want to feel authentic with my choices yeah. and how I spend my time. And, you know, not that Kyle, I mean, he's, we've talked about him launching potentially a non-alcoholic product line. Um, which is interesting and very exciting. I, I love that idea. But, you know, working in alcohol, people don't realize it's a difficult industry, sober or not. Yeah. Um, 
And I just, like I said, I didn't have any experience of alcohol until working at the company and learning all the different aspects of it. And I mean, we went from like a four person company to like 25 people in the matter of a couple of years nationwide. It just the fast growth. It was, I found myself a little lost at times professionally, just like I was the VP of sales, but I'm on the phone with guys from massive, you know, alcohol companies or big distributor companies and kind of like feeling a little inadequate. Yeah. Like I'm good at relationships. I can sell the shit out of anything, but when you're talking to like really smart, successful, intellectual people in this space, I felt a lot very inadequate. So it was common, kind of a combination of like, okay, I'm sober, doesn't feel authentic, but I'm also like, just from a professional standpoint, wasn't feeling as adequate on some of these meetings and calls. And I expressed that to Kyle and he's always been giving me, a, he's like, well, this is a way to learn. This is a way you're going to kind of grow into that position. Um, but I just also was like, I'm a major face of this alcohol brand. I travel all the time in my, you know, kind of second year of sobriety. It was just like, I want to do other things with my time and energy. And it just felt like it was all kind of coming to a head. Unfortunately, I had to put, kind of play out over the summer. Um, but yeah, that, that tension was very real and raw just because I know, I mean, you can see how upset Kyle is and how frustrated he is with some of the things going on with me. And I, I feel bad that he he took it so hard, but you know, he's worked so hard on Loverboy and the business to make it what it is. And I think he felt like, you know, I was kind of running away from him or abandoning him. And I just had always had hoped he'd understand that, you know, I really got to look out what's best for me um, and what I want to do moving forward. And I think for me, if I'm going to lean into sobriety and lean into mental health, it'll be a lot easier to do that without being the face of an alcohol brand. That's fair. Um, but, you know, it's, it's tricky. Cause like I said, I, I, I can't tell you how many people I've met that have bought Loverboy and the, the fan engagement, the consumer engagement, the retailers, I've built a lot of great relationships and met a lot of great people. And it's, it is sad a little bit to kind of close that door, but you know, I, I hope, you know, for me, it'll be a lot more true and feel right, you know, to, to be doing the next phase. Yeah. And I mean, just to kind of touch on the end of kind of you leaving Loverboy, obviously it's only been about three months, but do you feel like kind of the pressure's off a little bit with your friendship with Kyle? Do you think that you guys can kind of repair a little bit more? Obviously he wants to keep you on because one, you are still good at your job and you're feeling overwhelmed, but he's looking at you like you're doing a good job and you're one of my closest friends and you helped me build this brand. I want to keep you on as long as possible but it's a tough situation to be in because you want to see your friend be happy and be mentally healthy and be healthy with the sobriety. So it's tough for him to let you go, but he has to understand it at the end of the day. So these last three months, has it been a little easier for you to kind of, you know, I don't want to say rekindle it, but like make it a little easier for you and your friendship with him? Yeah, no, I think it it was a huge, I think, relief because, you know, obviously there's a lot of love between the two of us deep down. I think you know, working together has certainly overshadowed some of the personal things that Kyle and I've been able to enjoy. I mean, it's been a lot about work. Um, and I think now stepping away professionally from the full-time aspect with him, it's really good. It's gotten back to our roots of our friendship. We've gotten together a couple times since the season's been on already. You know, we got dinner before it started just to try and get on the same page. And he knew some of the things that were going to be coming up this season, which I'd heard about, obviously was upset, but didn't really see it until the audience saw it. Um, but listen, I can, I really trying to practice a lot of empathy and compassion for behaviors and things that are, are sad. I can relate to a lot of dumb shit I've done on Summer House and 
very regretful of how I've acted and very, very ashamed and embarrassed about things I've done. Um, so I, I've tried to put my arms around a little bit and embrace Kyle in some ways. I think there's still some work to do, you know, and I, I'm optimistic about our friendship, but the bigger thing that's been a challenge is I think Kyle and, you know, and how he's handling my relationship with Lindsay and how he treats Lindsay. And I, I hope for more respect from him. Cause I certainly like to like to think that I've always been very respectful of Amanda and never yelled and screamed at her, never, you know, blamed her inadvertently for anything really. I mean, it's, it's that, that aspect of it has been hard with, with the Lindsay side of things, but I think being away from the business is now really is going to hopefully allow Kyle and I to like really just focus on friendship. Uh, Cause honestly, I almost, I almost can for, kind of remember what it was like before we started working together. Right. It was just a lot lighter and yeah. just, just bros having fun and talking about, you know, whatever it was partying or girls or, you know, anything technology, you name it, Kyle and I could talk about it all. So I'm, I'm actually excited about getting back to basics. Um, you know, even when we got together recently, I mean, half of the conversation was still about Loverboy just because I care. Uh, Which is good. I'm an investor still. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, want the best for Kyle. I want the best for the business. I really do. So. Well, sort of to piggyback off of that. Oh, sorry. Uh, not to cut you off. But, yeah, it's good. And not to throw a wrench into that because I, I love the fact that you guys are working on it. And, you know, part of this journey that you're on with sobriety is. I think one of the more difficult things that I've experienced is trying to get people that you're close with to understand kind of the nuances to it, because there's a lot of things that it's hard to explain unless you've been through it or been around somebody very close that's been through it. But with the Lindsay dynamic and Kyle, um, one of the things that's kind of been highlighted this year has been Kyle thinking that like she's either in your ear or she's pulling strings. And I would love to actually just hear your actual response we haven't gotten yeah. to see that on tv so if you wouldn't mind yeah i mean listen i think it's an unfair characterization i can see why kyle might think that i mean anybody who's in a serious relationship is going to listen to their partner um lindsay spent a lot of time literally seeing the volume of work i was doing and how tiresome and how overwhelming it was and the volume of work we were doing i mean it's not normal the level of stuff we've had to do at Loverboy. And yeah, it's a startup. It's fast paced, but Kyle works. He's a workaholic. He's, he's, he's a grinder, man. Like the guy sends late night emails. I mean, one, 1 AM, 2 AM. And that's just the way he is. And that's great. Cause he crushes work. Like he's always been that beast, but I think Lindsay got witness to when we especially moved in together, just how much I was working, how spread thin I was, how often I was traveling she also came to like seven or eight Loverboy events just to support me, support the company and was also like witness. Like not only was I like during the day working, doing Zooms on the phone, I was also planning those events that I would go to. Like Sunset Social, I put together all myself with the help of our distributor, Penn Beer. And it's a lot of work, but it's like basically like being like the roadie for the band and like you're also performing and selling the tickets and then post Like I was doing all of that stuff and it just was a lot. And Lindsay's kind of going, well, are you happy? And I'd be like, I'm frustrated. And she was just really trying to help me. Like, I'll never forget it. Literally sitting in this chair I'm in. She's like, you just got to talk to Kyle is what she said. You just got to express where you're coming from and don't blindside him. And she was like, just talk to him. And, it, and I yeah. did. And I think, unfortunately, just Kyle thinking the worst and kind of 
taking it, you know, towards Lindsay, it's just really unfair because it, it's it's all on me. I don't want Lindsay to take blame. Put that put that on me, Kyle. Don't put that on Lindsay. Um, unfortunately, it's been easy to blame Lindsay, which is something that's been going on for a couple seasons on the show, and it's it's hard because it's not fair to her. And I know it really it hurts Lindsay because she just wanted what's best for me, and if she felt like just giving me the confidence to say, hey, like talk to Kyle about your frustrations, talk to him. And I didn't, you know, I didn't flip out at Kyle and say, pay me more fucking money, man. Like you're an ass. Like I didn't, I just was like, Hey, I'm feeling this way and let's talk. Um, so I, yeah, Lindsay certainly is not pulling strings behind the scenes. She just wants me to be happy and make a lot of money so we can have nice things and take care of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's fair. And, and kind of, you kind of referenced this earlier talking about how there are certain nights that you are actually up until 2 a.m but it seems like they're leaving that footage out because it doesn't really meet the agenda that we're kind of seeing. And you've been on this show for, what is this, your seventh season, you said? Yes, I've been on since day one. Jeez, so seven seasons of this, you're you're a veteran at this point, you're grizzled, you are you know what's going on. So in the middle of the summer, when you notice that these conversations keep coming up about you and Lindsay, about your relationship, you know, do you want to go out? Is it kind of lame that like everybody's going to bed at 11 o'clock? And then we see things like I, I've been looking, Steele and I will look at the very like minute details of things. And this last episode that we just watched, you can see everybody saying happy birthday to Amanda. And at the very last second, you see Lindsay come in and she's about to say happy birthday to Amanda. And then the camera cuts. And I'm like, I know Lindsay said happy birthday to Amanda, she but did. Bravo doesn't want us to see that because it doesn't meet this agenda. Like that's gotta be tough. Like, you know, what's going on. Like when you see this story building and building, are you just like, fuck, like, I do not want to, like, I'm going to have to watch this unfold. Everybody's going to say that my relationship's annoying. Everybody's going to say we're boring. Like, do you know that's happening in the moment? And how do you kind of change that moving forward? Yeah, great. I mean, great question and great observations. I think you guys are, you know, picking up on some stuff that we pick up on that, you know, we sometimes wonder, is that like on purpose or is that just, yeah. um, I think, you know, listen, we are making, trying to make a show that's entertaining and it has, the dramatic elements and certain storytelling that I think plays into what makes good TV. And not always is that like, you know, linear to what actually happens sometimes, but I'm, I'm never going to be one to like blame editing. I mean, what you see is what you get from us. Cause what I love about summer house is the fact that there's cameras in the, the, the house where you can't really hide. Like you see us really for how we are. Um, so yeah, like I knew going to the summer, it was going to be different. I was excited because Lindsay and I are in a good place. Like we actually are fun to be around. Yeah. We are a little love bubbly, but these are all of our friends for the most part. And we thought, okay, like maybe we'll be a little different, but still here to have a good time, still ready to, you know, be a participant, get dressed up, dance, do weird shit, say weird things, like everything that the show is known for. Um, but I do think, you know, if you, if even if you look at back at last season, I went, I used to go to bed at midnight or 1am last season that wasn't a big deal. Um, yeah. you know, previous summers, I mean, I seasons one through three, I came home like every Friday, Saturday night at 6am. So I think yeah. I'm picking up for, for a little different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this past summer, I mean, Lindsay and I definitely were active and participating. And I think what people forget sometimes is, you know, I'm 38, I'm just getting older and Kyle has a motor and energy level, like no one I've ever met in my life, but it, it's exhausting in general. Just, I think what we have to do driving out there on a Friday all the different things that go into it. Um, but there are plenty of other people that have been on the show since like season three and four, who still go to bed at 11 PM, but nobody yeah. really gives them a hard time. That's what they're just used to from them. 
Right. Um, but I don't know. Like, it, it's hard because I think sometimes, like, re, like literally the the night Andrea came, we all stayed up pretty late, but they literally show me and Lindsay going to bed. And it's like, yeah. you know what? You just got to live and breathe with it and just kind of take it, take the lumps. Um, but it is also fun for us to kind of, like, do an interview and, like, highlight things that they miss. Yeah. But and I, we try I, to see it beforehand because, like, yeah. we – we've talked to multiple people now from the shows and every, like the same thing rings true for each single show. They're like, yeah, well, you didn't see this. And so yeah. obviously production is going to change things and make it look a certain way. The one thing I do want to ask with the, with the Montauk thing. So yeah. people have been talking about that where you seem like you didn't want her to go and like you wanted to stay home. Would you have been cool with her going? hundred percent would be cool with her going. I think, again, another aspect, I mean, we've been going to Montauk for, that's how I met Kyle, was going to Montauk before the show was ever a thing. Lindsay also and Kyle had rented a house together before the show was ever a thing. Like, the three of us, Danielle also is a big, like, we know Montauk, we've been doing this for 10 years. At 11 p.m. on a Saturday night, when you're in Southampton, which is literally almost an hour away from Montauk, one, one whole hour in a car, one direction to go to Montauk. I've done that drive so many times. I just like, no, like I know what's going to happen out there. You go to some house party, it's probably going to be fun, but you're there for a few hours and then you take another hour ride back home at 2.33 in the morning. So the way it came across is I think Lindsay really wanted me to either go with her or stay home, like just do things together. You'll see more of this summer. I think you'll see Lindsay go off with the girls or do something separate. And it's good to have that individual separation. Yeah. Trust me, it's good. But I didn't, I regret making it look like, or I regret that people think that I was like, no, you can't go. I think she just was in kind of that. Do I really want to ride an hour, go to the same old house party I know I've been to before, and then hour ride back? Like, I can understand why she didn't want to go. I don't think Danielle should have been as butt hurt about it because she knows full on how long that ride is yeah but it you know it's tough because i think at that point i mean i've i've even changed like you said it's almost a year ago some of this stuff we filmed you know i watch it back and i'm like damn i look like like a little bitch like why <laughs> didn't i just say hey babe go have fun like, yeah and there, there's those moments where you know i'm picking up on even sober i'm just like damn i wish i would have been like hey babe go have your time like enjoy it yeah I've always been a promoter of Lindsay, have your fun, do what you need to do. I'm just hoping when you come home, you know, you're not angry at me or giving me a bunch of attitude because maybe you've, you've been drinking. I want her to have fun and be an adult. And if that's going Montauk, great, but it, it definitely doesn't appear that way. And does no. her drinking, does that affect your sobriety? My, my wife will drink every once in a while. She's not a big drinker, but you no, know, it doesn't bother me personally. I do know that you know, every journey is you know, individual to individual. So whatever sure. works for you, I respect that. But is that something that's difficult for you? Like when she gets lit, is that something that you've had to kind of learn how to deal with? Or have you been comfortable with it? Or how's that going? Yeah, no, great question. And I'm always curious to hear, you know, I've met a lot of sober people and, you know, whether their partner or girlfriend, you know, doesn't drink. I'm always so interested in that because, you know, it's obviously relatable what Lindsay and I have. I mean, she did get sober with me for a few months, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but she felt, you know, she could drink some wine or have lover boys or, you know, enjoy herself. And I always want her to, to enjoy herself, but 
my only hope I think in our relationship is just for her to have a better understanding of her relationship with alcohol out of respect mm -hmm. for me, but also respect for herself. Um, there's, listen, I'm not going to lie. Like there, there, there's going to be a fight at some point coming up. It's not a big fight, but we get into a little disagreement and it was at the end of the night. She had been drinking. I obviously wasn't, but we were just, we're on different pages. We learned a lot how to navigate those. I mean, a lot of times it's like, Hey, I don't know if this is going to work to discuss this right now. Let's talk about it in the morning when we're a little bit more even keeled. Um, that helps, but you know, sometimes I I've learned to just try and be honest with her. Like, Hey, like it's a little too much. I'm going to go to the bedroom and just kind of separate myself. But you know, it's, she's been really amazing, honestly. Like I'm sure your wife can, can relate to some degree with, you know, Lindsay's signed up, had to sign up for all this baggage that I have, you know, I'm an addict. I have all these issues and she's been able to embrace that and take it on. Um, and she's been amazing. So I have a lot of grace and gratitude for her because it's not easy. You know, now everybody looks at her relationship and is like, well, should she, and that's a lot to put on someone, you know, just because she's with me. So yeah, it, it's like you said, it's a journey. It's a constant conversation. Uh, in a couple episodes, we, you know, got into it a little bit, but I'm proud that it wasn't like, you know, like some of our fights from like season four, when we're on our rooftop date, drinking yeah. a fireball and yelling and screaming at each other. So. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. And like you even said it and our frustrations aren't even necessarily with like, say you or Kyle or even Lindsay specifically, it's sort of like, we're kind of upset about the casting. So at this point, there are three guys, eight girls, two of the guys are in serious relationships with girls are in the house. And like you said, there are people, and we can, we can call her by name. Paige has always stayed in and gone to bed at 11 o'clock. But we know we're going to get that from Paige, but she's going to make up for it by maybe saying something to Danielle or saying something to Lindsay that kind of sparks something and lets it go. But the new people that they're getting on, it just seems like there's not a lot there. Like, why are they going to bed? Because if they were staying up and partying and having fun, and we know Kyle's going to do that as well, we're not going to look to our mainstays like you and Lindsay and Danielle to be like, why the hell are you guys not doing anything? Yeah. We're going to be like, all right, these people are cool. Like still love Carl. Like hope he had a great time at Barry's boot camp in the morning, but I <laughs> want to see somebody stay up till three o'clock in the morning and jump in the pool naked. Like that's what summer house is to us. So they're bringing in sure. this new blood and they're not doing a whole lot. So how much do you blame kind of like the casting on that, putting these couples and also just such a lopsided ratio in the house? Yeah, I, I, I'll be, I'll be the first one to say, I mean, before the summer started, I was, you know, wait, it's only going to be me and Kyle and Chris, you know? Yeah. And again, like you even see it, I think in the first episode, you know, I'm kind of like me and Kyle again. And <laughs> it's, it sounded like rude and derogatory. Like I, I, I do have like an incredible love for Kyle. Like we've been through so much together. We've had a lot of fucking fun. Like the guy, Kyle is arguably one of the greatest people in the world to party with. I stand by that. Mm -hmm. He's a lot of fun, but you know, going into another summer where I'm like, it's, I've, obviously had a good time with Kyle, but I'm like, damn, we only have one other guy. And it seemed a little lopsided. And then, yeah, you, you nailed it. But the other part too, is you have girls in the house who have boyfriends that aren't really around or is dynamic. Maybe I mean, they're not around at all. Honestly, yeah. they, they yeah, show like up like on Maya, the weekend once. Yeah. Maya and Oliver together. So her energy is different because she's in a relationship. Danielle's got Robert and he's not really there that often. And then you've got Paige with Craig and Craig is obviously not there. I think he does come in a couple of weeks. So yeah, you like you hit, we have two couples with people in the house and then these girls, but they're in relationships with people you don't see. Yeah. But my hope was like, those people should really step up even more because they are now yeah. away from their significant other. Like this is your chance to have a good time. And 
more often it didn't really go to that. Um, so I don't know. It's I agree that it's a little bit off balance, the the ratio. You know, I really hoped that Andrea and Luke would be a part of it, um, not only for the women and the eye candy, but also just because they really are real, real homies and real friends. Yeah. Um, but it's some of those decisions, unfortunately, don't really come from us. We can only kind of kick and scream and say who we really want to have a sure. good time with and hope for the best. Um, but, I, you know, I think there, this past season, it's it's pretty glaring that there were things be out of our control, like the rooms. There was a yeah. whole zoning situation like legally your house has to be zoned for a certain amount of bedrooms and that house is only zoned for like five or six bedrooms the previous summer we turned it into like nine bedrooms so it's a, it's, it was illegal so not only we were, you know the bedrooms are shifted we weren't allowed to have a party until the disco party which was only it was capped at 50 people which is why oh, really which yeah we weren't allowed because we didn't have enough permitting to have more people they should say that on the show like that yeah. just that, because that would only help us viewers be like oh okay cool like rather than be like what the fuck like why totally. are we not partying what's going yeah, on it looks it looks lame and it, it was actually a pretty fun party you know for what it was but it we were dealing with some things totally out of our control and a lot of that is the town montauk southampton the Hamptons in general, there's just a lot of like red tape and stuff. And it's the show becoming as popular as it's gotten. It's just been harder for our production team, even to go out. Like, I know you guys love seeing us out at like Southampton Social Club or yeah. a lot of those places don't really want us around because it brings just another level of shit that they don't want to deal with. So it's limited our ability to, to have as big parties as we used to and also go to other places. I mean, we still do, but we've got to kind of do it on the radar um, they can choose a little bit more yeah so it's sad um, that this the disco party should have been a lot better but if you watch it you're like wow it's kind of lame and it, it was just because you were outfits have that were many great. people there the fact that you and kyle had a deep heart to heart <laughs> while wearing those outfits i was like oh, fuck yeah. yes this is so good like that's, that's good like a of summer house like these like people are just wearing these ridiculous outfits and they're having very serious Curious. conversations like <laughs> that's what makes it so much fun and like yeah. usually they're like I, who the hell knows? But um, I mean, just off of that, like, where do you see the show going? Like, how much longer do you think you're going to be on it? And where do you see kind of the shape of the show if they're going to have all this red tape in Southampton and up in Mon Montauk? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say go to the Jersey Shore, <laughs> but like, I don't Fuck think that. Go to the Jersey Shore, dude. The Jersey Shore. Go to Wildwood. We oh, Jesus Christ, no. I mean, this, I, I've, I was, I did a, I have this little pin on today. I, I was, I did a little mental health panel today at kate spade the fashion company yeah um and they gave me this and i was talking about similar questions like you guys are bringing up like the state of the show and the future of the show you know listen i think there's still personally i think there's still meat on the bone with Lindsay and i's relationship i know it may be a little different but i'm really coming into my own a little bit more in my own sobriety journey and and like uh steel mentioned just with some of the um you know like you're not the same person you were a year ago in your sobriety. You're differently, you're more comfortable with certain things. You're less comfortable or you know kind of more your boundaries. I'm getting a lot more comfortable in just being in those environments. You know, I think I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to show up and still have a good time. And yeah, it's a little different, but I'm optimistic that there's more meat on our relationship and interesting dynamics between what's going on for our future. You know, we're getting married in like eight or nine months from now. Nice. I'm optimistic that that could be a part of, you know, the next season of our show. 
Um, I love some of the newbies. I'd like to maybe see more of their dynamic with like who they're hooking up with, who, you know, their, their work-life balance. Chris cracks me up, man. That dude, his game is hysterical. There's no shame in his game, but sometimes he misses the mark in time. Like, dude, come on. You could do better than that. So bad. (laughs) And I I, I like Chris. There's, I think there's a moment coming up where I give him a hard time about finally getting his first number of the summer. And it was like like towards the end of the summer and I I given him some shit, but. It made total sense. He's like, I grew up with four boys. I was like, of course you did. Of course you did. It all adds up. Yeah, yeah and he, he was a he was a marine so semper fi um so he's got like that military bra or like macho-ness and sometimes it just doesn't hit unfortunately <laughs> but he's he's a handsome dude i'm i'm surprised that some lucky lady didn't didn't take fancy to him but yeah um yeah i mean the future of it listen i, I think i hope i'm really optimistic about the reunion and us hopefully resolving and moving forward because i think that's a big part of you know being able to make it make it make sense for us to have another summer i think there's going to have to be some changes as always you know and i i'd like to think there's more males next year i think Um, there needs to be there needs to be more male energy and i think there just needs to be inherently the ones that are single need to hook up and if you're in a relationship with someone who's not always in the house you need to fucking rage and have a good time yeah i Um, like that i want to ask um we get too far away from it because we're going to take some audience questions here in a minute and um give you a chance to just kind of like say what you want to say about the season or surprise whatever you want to talk about but with danielle we obviously haven't gotten we're starting to see like inklings of the split between like her and Lindsay, and she spoke about where she fits into this dynamic with you two and the way that i look at it the way i see it is you know you guys, you and Lindsay are now engaged. You were in a serious relationship at the time. I think a lot of couples have that third friend that they hang out with, like in the beginning of things. But as you guys get more serious that you're going to phase that out because it's not a throuple, like it's you and Lindsay and your friends with Danielle. So watching her reaction to everything has been frustrating for me because I don't understand why she feels a need to insert herself into every single conversation, whether it's with you guys or anybody else in the house, she seems to not want to address her own shit i don't know it do you feel like she's projecting her insecurities of her relationship onto you guys like what what was the deal with that whole thing yeah i mean it's it it was confusing honestly because i think you know outside of before we started filming last summer i mean we, we hung out with danielle a fair amount of times as much as we possibly could given she was in aspen visiting robert in the winter last year um obviously we filmed the reunion and Danielle would come over to the apartment we'd hung out we we hung out with her a fair amount so she was seem seemingly very okay with our relationship and all that and then the summer started and it just slowly started kind of getting like where's the, this coming from and I, I don't it makes me sad because I know the relationship of dating Robert and the chef thing it's been hard but I think she was projecting a lot of her own insecurity about where they were at in their relationship, the the amount of times that she would visit with him or not see him. I mean, she basically was like a single girl in a relationship, you know, always going out because quite frankly, she could because Robert worked, Um, you know, so it's different to be friends with someone who has that all that freedom to go out all the time. Robert is locked into his his career. So it it made it polarizing for us just because like, well, we're happy and we kind of do this and why aren't you wanting to go to Montauk or whatever it is? So I think a lot of her frustrations were coming out 
towards us, but they were really just response to her own things that she's dealing with, which is sad because I know her and Robert ultimately broke up, which mm. we found out, you know, in the fall, um, which I was like, that's, I, I felt really bad. I like Robert a lot. You know, there's a lot of love for Danielle, but I was like, oh, okay. Like two and two together. Now hearing yeah. that. Um, and I think Danielle hopefully will have a lot to, to reflect on watching back and, you know, I think understand where Lindsay's coming from and where I'm coming from about some of our frustrations. Um, it's a lot easier on our show to point fingers at other people and talk about their shit than it is your own. But I will say talking about your own is a lot more freeing and actually uh, gratifying because I feel a lot more honest and truthful. Um, early on in seasons of Summer House, I remember it's a lot easier just to be like, no, like point at Kyle and Amanda because they're having issues. But it actually makes a better show when people can look within and actually bring more of their themselves to the, the show with their own story. And, and the sad part is Daniela does have a lot going on that would be interesting. Her, her app and her business that she started, she's got a relationship with a chef that is difficult and, you know, one that you don't see a lot of, but there's a lot to probably explore there. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because me and Lindsay and Kyle and Amanda kind of looked around and were like, well, is anybody else really going to have something else to talk about here? Yeah. So I don't know. There's more to the season I haven't seen. Obviously we were there. I think we're in episode six right now and we've got maybe another 10 to go. Okay. So there's more, there's more meat on the bone for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <good> times. <laughs> Look, we're excited. I think like what I definitely don't want to get lost here is, and Shooter touched on a little bit earlier like we are fans of you. We're fans of you and Lindsay together. We're not rooting against anybody here. And, you know, for me personally, I've taken stock in, I love watching your journey where you've come from. I can relate to so many things that you say, like instances where I can see you getting uncomfortable or like, kind of like feel that I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I know the feeling like that sucks. Yeah. And it's harder to express it. I'm sure because you don't have somebody else sober in the house. And obviously, you know, with Lindsay getting sober for you, I think that's an amazing thing that she was able to do that. But then it's also a different dynamic because, you know, I have friends that, you know, stopped drinking for a while and then now they're back on the train fully, like fully off the wagon. And they'll talk to me while they're lit about being sober. And I'm like, what do you like? I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear yeah, that from you because part. like, yeah, like you went through it once, but you're drinking again. So you didn't, it's not the same path. And I just wanted to make sure like you understand, like this is not, none of this was malicious by any means. We yeah. just, we wanted to get to the bottom because we love summer house. We like shooter convinced me to watch way back. <laughs> I never, I started with Vanderpump and then jumped into Jersey because of my wife. Um, but I dove into summer. House. I was like, wow, this is great. Like, I feel like I, like, these are my boys like partying in the Hamptons. Like I love yeah. seeing this shit. And then we're watching it this year. Like, Oh, this is like super serious and sad. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I listen. I, I've always really appreciated, you know, the fans and the audience and the people who take the time to podcast or share their opinions about it. Trust me, like it, it's great to see people passionate about what we've done, and it means a lot. I just, I, I do think it's nice sometimes to have the opportunity to shed more light on some things that maybe the audience doesn't know or or yeah. doesn't the privy to see. But I. You know, listen, I even watching back this season, I, I see myself, like you mentioned, in some of these situations. And I'm, I cringe at myself, even in eight months, late, nine months later, I'm like, fuck, like, I wish I would have been a little more strong, or wish I would have had the right thing to say, or whatever it was, or funnier joke, or, you know, like, I've always now second guessing myself, but I think it's all opportunities to grow and to learn. 
Um, Absolutely. Again, I feel very lucky that I've been given the opportunity to still be on the show, even though I don't drink. And trust me, I know it, it's different to watch, you know, a little bit more maturity, but I think this season there's going to be like Kyle's birthday coming up in a couple episodes. You guys are going to lose your fucking minds. <laughs> um, I hopefully, it, I mean, we have a, it's all, it's, it's one of the best parties we have in a long time. Oh, good. Um, and we were able to have more people because the permit was actually larger. Oh, okay. I'd love to hear that. So but, it's like a but huge rager. Perfect segue into yeah. you, not the audience or whatever. I got some questions from a ton of our listeners that would love to yeah. ask you some things. So, um, and I love that this is the first one because we forgot to bring it up, but they did. From Blackbeard601, do you and Lindsay realize how much you say, babe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I realized how much we say it. Um, it. We were on Watch What Happens Live after the premiere episode, and they did like a Babe game, and mm -hmm. like these little heads flashed on the screen, and you kept hearing Babe, Babe. Oh no! <laughs> it was it was bad. I apologize to the audience on Watch What Happens Live. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've always thought it's really cute when a couple has kind of their pet name or their funny kind of flirty thing. Obviously, yeah. watching it on TV and amplified, it's it's a lot. Um, you know, we don't call each other babe as much as we used to probably. I was going to, that was my follow-up question. <laughs> we've, we've shifted in some other names, um, but trust me, I, I cringe a little bit at it and I, I get it. It's, it's probably like, what the fuck? These people are so annoying, but I, you're not even conscious of it. You're just talking. Yeah. Well, the uh, self-awareness is great. And honestly, when you responded to our tweet, I was going to tweet back at you and say, anytime you want to come on, babe. <laughs> but i was like i don't want to piss them off right away no that would have been great but yeah no i think it's listen i like i said i've, I've always you know trying it, at least this year to really give back and talk more openly and obviously i love when when two guys are talking about bravo because i will say i think summer house is probably bravo's like gateway drug yeah um, it's like the one thing that lures most guys in like oh I'll, this is a good show like i can get yep. down and then they and then they start watching housewives and you know yep. they're exactly what happens all right from sarah murph 1114 uh, and historically i have a really hard time saying names so i always pick the easy ones now yeah. but um that's how i pick questions uh why do you think everyone in the house is so invested in y'all's relationship i mean it's just been it's almost like rite of passage in the summer house that the relationships are kind of put on blast you know obviously Kyle and Amanda we saw a lot of their ups and downs over the years I think it's natural uh, obviously when you, you have two people that have been on the show individually going through their ups and downs Lindsay and I, I think a lot of people had a lot of just questions whether it was going to work or what's the dynamic like how's it going to be which I embrace like yeah sure have some some opinions but I don't know we, we were we've been happy obviously to have all this tension towards us, it's frustrating. Um, I think the audience always is going to see kind of the other side of it, hopefully, and kind of realize, well, you got a bunch of people that are just pointing fingers and not willing to look at themselves. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily make a great show when it's like that. But I don't know. I'm, it's just, it's one thing about reality TV. A lot of couples always get the the limelight and whether it's you're in a good place or a bad place people are people are mad that you're happy or people are mad that you're unhappy yeah. so it's always that conflict i think you're going to need on on a show but relationships especially serious ones you know I, kyle and amanda had that crown for a couple seasons so they probably really like not necessarily relinquishing that. that to you too yeah, yeah here but... you go carl and Lindsay. you can have it <laughs> all right we'll do a couple more um let's see 
Ah, oh, damn it. Here we go. From Edorinda Headlights. I think I got that right. That was good. A great handle. I don't know. That's close enough. Do you see a path forward for Lindsay and Danielle? You know, I'd like to think yes. Um, there's so much history and so much uh, love, I think, between the two, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, it's been really hard on Lindsay. I think she feels really hurt, you know, even watching some of it back. And it's it's tough because lo- loyal's loyalty is one of Lindsay's big things. Um, you know, I think people are going to understand more as it continues to play out. Um, but I'm always glasses half full. You know, I'm trying to, in my own way, be promoting some positivity and hopefully they can bridge the gap and talk. Cause I, I think Danielle does feel hurt too. And she's allowed, but I, I don't know if it's, I think Lindsay's really tried and, and I'm, I'm hoping they can find a way to, to come together. It may not, it may not happen right away, but you know, the reunion, I think will be a good opportunity. Um, and I think Danielle's hopefully going to think maybe differently when she watches some of it back and go, okay, like, that's probably a tough thing to say about someone I consider a best friend to, to say. Um, and that's, I, again, I've always taken that opportunity. Like, I mean, a lot of my reunions, I've taken the time to be like, okay, like I need to really like apologize. Cause I, I watched it back and that's not, you know, like to Jules, Jules on season four, like I, yeah. I treated her very poorly and I felt really, I still feel a bit bad about it, but I did my best to apologize. I've texted her, you know, and you do the best you can, but I, I'm hoping for the same for that for them. All right, last question from Gon's Han, Gon's Han, Gon's these are, Nan. These are some great Jeez. handle names, dude. John, John's Gon's Nan. I hate this. How many sandwiches have you made, Hubs? <laughs> <laughs> great question. Um, I've I've made full meals for Lindsay. Wow. Um, I've ordered sandwiches Step that order. So it's, it's one of those things that it's just never going to go away, which is it's iconic. Um, it's, it's great. Yeah. I'm glad it actually had nothing to do with me. It was actually about Stravi. Yeah. Uh, yes. Time. But yeah, we, I mean, we, we cook for each other all the time. She probably cooks more than I do, but I, I make full meals. I order her sandwiches occasionally. And what's funny is even at some of the lover boy events that we've done when she came with me, we were in Philly actually. Um, in, we we're actually, I'm sorry. We we're in Cherry Hill. At okay. the total, total wine, and this lady brought a a primo hoagie, hey. uh, Italian primo from. And I was like, "Can we eat this?" Like, I just felt like it was a nice gesture. <laughs> she gave it to the sandwich, but yeah. I, we got into the car after, and I was like, "Nothing against that person, but I don't know if I could eat this." Yeah, sandwich. but just maybe yeah. not. You know, maybe not. It was a nice gesture, but yeah, the sandwich thing is hilarious. I think. If anything, she should do like a collab with Katie Maloney and Ariana um, at Vanderpump because they're opening. That's a great call. They're opening up a sandwich shop in LA. That's a great they call. They have like the the Lindsay activated sub. Oh, oh I like that. <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> activated, hubs, oh, hubs, the Lindsay activated hero. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but that kind of brings us to the end here. I just want to give you a chance to, you know, air anything out that you have. Like if you anything you need to plug uh you want to talk to the audience directly or whatever you need yeah no listen uh steel and shooter thanks for having me on obviously the audience uh i'm hoping you have some bros who listen in um i love having more men watching bravo and watching our show so i appreciate the opportunity and anybody who's listening you know whether you're have a relationship that's difficult or whether you're going through your own personal stuff you know i hope 
you know, you can understand that there's always, you know, a better way and there's always going to be improvement. It's going to take time, but you know, you're not alone. Um, I feel very lucky to be a part of, you know, a program like summer house because it's allowed us to evolve and to grow and sure it may take on different shapes and sizes, but you know, it's been a hell of a journey. I mean, dude, seven years on, on TV every summer for 11 weekends in a row going to the Hamptons. It's only natural for things to evolve, but I agree. I I'm optimistic that there's going to be some shifting and hopefully be, you know, kind of get back to the roots of what it's all about. Having a good time, hooking up, doing weird shit, saying weird shit, but getting along and not being so toxic. So I think we've worked through some shit, but the reunion is going to be a big part of it. So everybody who's listening, watch the reunion and then we'll see how we move forward from there. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> but again, no, thank you guys. And I appreciate the opportunity. I know I, I commented on the the videos and Keep them coming, man. I think it's great to have, you know, more people talk about the show and what's even more beautiful, like you said, the opportunity to come in and and shed light on, you know, my side of it. And, you know, listen, I watch it back too. And I'm like, damn, like, this is dark. Damn. This is kind of like not what we hoped it would be. Yeah. We we feel it too. We feel it too. Um, But I think, you know, the powers that be and everybody that's involved is, is optimistic about it to turning, you know, to a, maybe a happier place. And, maybe some lighter drama. And I think over the next couple of weeks, Kyle's birthday, Rowdy, and then Corey um, is going to make an appearance, I think at some point from winter, Oof, which, cool. which will add some, some serious bro energy. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, that guy drinks pre-workout and like, you can see the veins just coming through. He's, <laughs> That's he's a lot of fun. There's a UPS guy dropping something, talking on the phone outside. I don't know if you heard that. Oh. No. <laughs> uh, what can Brown do for you? you should say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I'll let shooters sign off after this, but I just want to say again, man, I, um, I really appreciate the openness with sobriety. I think that it's so important for people that are comfortable with being kind of in the spotlight with it, to speak up on it, to speak out about it, to kind of erase that stigma that comes along with it. And, um, it's not easy, you know, and from you going from where you've been and very publicly going through a lot of that shit has to be very difficult to deal with, but it seems like you're doing a good job with it. And it seems like you're moving forward constantly and I respect you for it. And I appreciate the honesty, honest. It's, it's really, really cool to watch. So I thank you very no, much. Appreciate that guys. No, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, I feel very lucky. I mean, pr- quite frankly, if I still was drinking, I, I wouldn't be on summer house anymore. Yeah. So it's opened up a, a new chapter for me. Um, we'll see where that takes us in the future, but I'd like to think there's a little bit more longer left on the summer house uh, bone, but you know, we'll see fingers crossed. And then, yeah, we just need the audience to keep, keep watching and keep pulling for us. So we'll, we'll keep them engaged for you. Thank you. Yeah. Keep, we'll keep talking boys. Keep, keep the Bravo bros going. <laughs> I, I wish I had thought of this idea for, for a podcast, Bra- Bravo bros. Dude, you can come on whenever you want. Yeah. Like if you want to jump we'll on make this, like, you know, I know uh, Pat McAfee's got Aaron Rodgers kind of do his, like, you can be our, Aaron. I mean, you don't probably don't want to be Aaron Rodgers, but you can no. be our no. Aaron Rodgers. You yeah, have to be our go to a darkness retreat for at least three days. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be on the show again, you have to go to the darkness retreat. I'll go to a darkness retreat and then I'll come back and report. And tell us about findings. It. Yes. Fuck there we yeah. Go. I love this idea. <laughs> that'll, that'll be what I do. But yeah, I appreciate it. I'll definitely come on again. Uh, let me know when this, you know, you guys get this all done. I'll reshare it. And yeah, Monday night, I think I'm going to drop it immediately after um, the episode airs just to yeah. kind of piggyback on it a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll reshare everything. And, and of course, tell your wife I said hello again. Thanks for 
What do you mean by out. that? Shooter, keep, keep <laughs> the hot takes coming, man. I got um, you. I think you're going to find some fun and some some goodness soon. So I appreciate you being so passionate. Awesome. Thanks, Carl. Thanks again, awesome. Carl. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, cheers. See ya.